0: We're coming to you live from St. James Coffee in beautiful Rochester, Minnesota. We finally have some snow. It's very exciting the last couple days. Um, it, was, uh, it was a very not-white Christmas, which was, that really, really saddened my kids. Um, my name is Melissa Scatio. It's, it's been a while since we have been live from the coffee shop, but um, yeah, hopefully we're, we're going to be doing that at least once a month. Um, yeah, so I have a, a wonderful co-host this morning for our first segment, uh, Zach Rawson, uh, would you like to introduce yourself, Zach?
1: Good morning, Melissa. Good morning, listeners. Yeah, uh, I am uh, newly minted the Director of Youth Ministry and Faith Formation for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Uh, previously was the, the um, Special Events Coordinator and helped with our Eucharistic Congress here in Mankato. Which was a giant job. Yeah, 5,000 people. That was huge. Yeah. It was, but it was awesome. And uh, we loved it. Uh, I did that job for about 10 months. And now, uh, uh, just on Monday, started my new role. Uh, though I still, you, when you leave a role in the diocese, you never leave it behind. <laughs> uh, I'll still be doing some of those things, special events. And I'll that way I'll still be able to introduce myself uh, like I used to when I would say, you know, all my life my mom has called me special. And now my employer recognizes it in my title, <laughs> which is awesome.
0: That is exciting. And before that, you were a uh, youth director of youth ministry for many, yes. many years.
1: Yeah, I spent 12 years at one of our local parishes here just across the street at Pox Christi and uh, other places uh, for four, five, six years before that.
0: Oh, And then tell us about your family. Like, I love I, your okay. family.
1: Yeah, I have a, a wife. Uh, her name is Suzanne. She um, brought me to Rochester. She works for the, the clinic here. And uh, two beautiful girls, uh, Sydney and Juliet. They are 11 and 9.
0: Oh, and they're so cute. Mm -hmm. I mean, in the Catholic schools, right, still?
1: In the Catholic schools, yep, at St. Francis.
0: Yeah, we are blessed to have a wonderful Catholic school system here in Rochester. Yeah. And along with all of those things that Zach does, he kind of dabbles in other places. Um, Here at St. James Coffee, um, Zach actually has been involved far longer than I have. I took over almost six years ago, Mm -hmm. and um, I actually had a meeting with Zach. And he was just like, this is the vision, this is the mission, don't lose that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so could you talk a little bit about maybe um, the, what, what is the mission of St. James Coffee for the listeners who, who don't know?
1: Yeah, St. James Coffee is a nonprofit coffee house. It's, a lot of people think it's, it's part of a parish here because we're right across the street from Pox Christi. But it's not. It's a separate 501c3. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, it's a bunch of numbers and letters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can never say it right. Uh, a
1: separate organization, nonprofit, and um, the mission of it is to be a place where people encounter Christ and his church. Um, and we can, we can talk more in depth about that. But from the beginning, it's been that and continues to be that to today.
0: Which is a beautiful thing because it's kind of like, I think when, when we were first talking, you were like, this is like the front porch of the church. Yeah, that's... Pe- people are a little intimidated to go into a church, but people aren't intimidated, like... Some people, they're intimidated to go into your house, but they'll come up and talk to you on your front porch.
1: Right, if so, you're just walking your dog or something. Yeah, you're just, yeah. Like,
0: you're just like saying hi to your neighbors. Um, mm-hmm. And I find that all the time is people of all denominations. Sometimes even, there was a Muslim lady once came mm-hmm. in, and she's like, can I come in here? Because <laughs> this is Catholic, Right. And I'm like, of course you can. Why couldn't you come in? And she's like, well, I didn't know if maybe non-Catholics weren't welcome. So Mm -hmm. very welcoming to everyone. And um, yeah, just just a really, really special place.
1: Yeah, everybody knows they pretty much need coffee. Yes, they pretty much do. This is very true. Uh, Not everybody knows that they need Jesus. And that's the beauty of St. James is that we provide something that people know they need. uh, And also something that people don't know that they need. And we have him reserved in the tabernacle right here at St. James uh, for anybody to come and, and see and spend time with.
0: And I always get questions about that because they're like, how can you have Jesus in a coffee shop? And the answer is we have a special dispensation mm-hmm. as long as we have a priest come and say mass once a month, which is actually tonight. So if you're in the area at 6 p.m., you could attend mass at a coffee shop, which is not something you can say um, almost anywhere else in the United States. Um, And uh, there is actually a certificate. I keep it in the coffee shop for people who really kind of doubt that that's actually a thing. So you can actually read that we have a dispensation. And, um, yeah, so basically as long as the coffee shop is open, you can go in to Adoration, which is a really neat concept because... You know, there are a lot of people that will come in, they'll order their drink and they'll be like, I'm going to go say hi to Jesus. They go into the chapel for a little bit. By the time they come out after they've said a quick prayer, I have their drink ready and they can go about their day, which is not something you can really do anywhere else. Right. Which is a really, really cool thing.
1: And we stress big time that Jesus is in the chapel and he's also behind the counter with our, with you, Melissa, Mm -hmm. who's our director, uh, manager, operations, whatever it is. Everything. I'm a thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But also we have many volunteer uh, baristas Mm -hmm. uh, and and then other people that are just sitting around who have nothing better to do, I Mm -hmm. guess. (laughs) Um, And Jesus is there too, Mm -hmm. right? People come and encounter him in the people that are here, um, in the environment, all those things.
0: Yeah. And like, I, I really like to stress to people that they're welcome to stay because mm. especially during the pandemic, sometimes there'd even almost be like a timer where they're like, you have 20 minutes to sit at a table and then <laughs> you need to go. And people will still ask me that. And I'm like, no, I want you to be here because whether you know it or not, you're encountering Jesus' actual physical presence here, yeah. so please stay as long as you want to stay. There is no hurry to come in and get out because um, it's kind of like sneaky evangelization. Like I'm going to expose you to him whether you know you're being exposed or not.
1: Right, and I don't know how true this is, but I, I'm, I'm fairly confident based on the architecture of places like Caribou and Starbucks and you see it you see it like their their stores are shrinking they're getting smaller caribou even has a bunch of those drive through places like they don't want you to stay they want customers in and out because that that they see profits there right mm-hmm. um but st james is different we're not worried about profits obviously because we don't make any money <laughs>
0: No, there's no but, money
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh we want people to stay just like you said and you know right now there's well i don't know 16, 20 people here?
0: Yeah, there's a, there's actually a women's Bible study meeting that has met every Thursday morning for three years. There's a group of guys that comes in every Thursday morning from, actually, it's a local evangelical church that we have in town. Um, so most uh, non-Catholic denominations feel very welcome here and they do a lot of their meetings here. Um, we offer uh, free drinks to our priests and religious, so there's a couple seminarians here today that are enjoying a free beverage, and then we also extend that to...
1: Seminarians always want a free beverage.
0: Seminarians always, yes. They don't have much money, those poor college
1: kids.
0: (laughs) Um, So they're always very excited to be in here, and then we actually extend that to the pastors of other denominations as Mm -hmm. well. They're welcome to pay for their drink if they'd like to support the mission, but we're all on the same team of evangelization, so we like to support them and get them in here as well, and then that helps foster... Inter interfaith religious discussion in here, which is pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, one of my favorite well, not one of the my favorite times of the year are when seminarians are on a break, because there's usually people here, uh, a few of them in particular, uh, seminarians here, and just to see the conversations that they have, to listen like to eavesdrop on them Mm -hmm. is remarkable. And I don't know any other place where that happens in our diocese, at least like where people are encountering seminarians. Um.
0: I didn't meet a seminarian Until I started working here Yeah And wow. like You know that was I was like 36 years old Never in my home diocese Did mm. I ever see one Never until I I started here
1: Oh they can talk to girls <laughs> Yeah they can They can It's legal <laughs> Yeah, actually, like that.
0: And actually, a couple of the seminarians actually have trained in as volunteer baristas. Yeah. So it's been very fun, um, especially as they've transitioned from minor to major seminary. Now they wear their collar. Yep. So they'll be behind the counter with their collar on, and people will be like, are you a priest? And then they have the amazing opportunity to yep. talk about the steps of seminary and where they are and how not everyone in a collar is actually a priest, and actually our deacons wear collars too. And it's just this, there's so much... There are so many opportunities to foster questions um, where we can share aspects of our faith that are really confusing to some very non-well-catechized Catholics and to anyone who's not Catholic as well.
1: Yeah, anybody who's asking questions. Yeah. I want to go back to your comment about the front porch, Mm -hmm. that St. James is the front porch of the the church. Um, I I used to serve as the president of the board of directors for St. James.
0: Yes, thank you for your
1: service. Oh, yeah. Uh, One of my favorite visuals was, I heard Steve Jobs once talk about how Apple sits on the intersection of uh, technology and the liberal arts. And that image captivated me. And and I I thought about it here at St. James, and I'm like, oh, well, St. James kind of sits on the intersection of the church and the modern world. Right? Like, nobody's really afraid to come into a coffee house. But if you drive by a, a Catholic church and you're, you're not Catholic or you've been away from the church for a long time, you know, there might be some hesitancy to even drive into the parking lot. But here, you know, you come in, easy to get a cup of coffee, and then immediately start saying to yourself, oh, this, this is different, this isn't, I've never seen something like this before. Uh, and it's a way for the church to be, a different way for the church to be in the world, right? Uh, which, which was those, the call of the Second Vatican Council. Yeah, the call of
0: the new evangelization. It's mm. it's it's a beautiful thing to have people start asking questions too, because everything in the shop is geared towards evangelization. Yeah, like right where we're sitting, there is a wall with two, four, six, seven of our our great saints, all dressed in plain clothes, because even modern if clothes. Yeah, modern clothes. So yeah. even if they're a religious person, they're human, and some of them have little name tags, and some of them don't on purpose, because mm-hmm. then people will ask me who they are, mm-hmm. and then I can I can start talking to them about who the saints are and if you're not Catholic, what, what are the saints? Yeah, There have been many, many cruel, I think you were here that one day when those two non-Catholic ladies um, mm-hmm. were just like, so what is the deal with Catholics and saints? And we had like a 20-minute conversation and they're like, that makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. That's not what we thought you right. guys believed. And then like even the drinks, we have specialty drinks named after the saints. So I have a picture of St. Therese of Lisieux on the wall and then I have a St. Teresa's peanut butter drink. Mm-hmm. So like, there's by my favorite. There's, by the way. <laughs> it's so good. It's a dark chocolate peanut butter mocha. But I
1: could drink like three of those. The, it's the Saint, or more a day. It's the
0: Saint Teresa's, which yeah. is uh, a beautiful play on you know, no Reese's copyright infringement cup. there. No, none. I'm sure there's none. I should probably try to trademark it.
1: Yeah, don't don't share that. Maybe with
0: <laughs> <others>. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> um, but even just there's just everything in here is is geared towards hopefully lifting people up towards towards Jesus, and then He is here as well. So. My job is just to facilitate. I I'm, I'm, I need to make them feel welcome enough to want to stay so that Jesus can do his work on them. And hopefully that's what we do here.
1: Right. Something I love about the saints who I'm looking at right now on our wall is that we chose the modern saints so that they look like, you know, kind of kind of look like us. They're not uh, an icon of a saint or something like that. And they're, it's all photographs. Photographs, If you've never yep. been in
0: here, they're all photographs. Some are even yeah. in color because they're so recent.
1: Yeah, you have uh, Blessed Pierre there. I don't know Pierre if he's, he's smoking a, c- a cigar in that picture I or think not, he but
0: is, yeah.
1: uh, Saint Gianna with her with two of her children, you know, just normal doing normal things. Pope John Paul II
0: camping, uh,
1: camping, yep, with his fanny pack.
0: I know Father Mike Schmitz has that picture he, yeah, on, on his he, mantle. In fun his fact: things.
1: he actually got that from here. He
0: like, said that online yeah, before, really. which is great, yeah. Uh, live, he has said that he was here in St. James Coffee, and mm-hmm. he really liked it, and whoever the manager was sent him one. So now, yeah, if Matthew. you ever watch his if you ever watch his videos, that, that same picture he has of Pope John Paul the second sitting on a log is the same one we have here in the shop, mm-hmm. which is such a cool connection, yeah. So Father Mike Schmitz was here way back in the beginning. I'm hoping to get him back again someday. We'll
1: see. Someday, yeah. Mm-hmm,
0: someday. <laughs> he talks about this place when kids from Rochester... Um, I, I, The Rochester Catholic Young Adults pretty much run their ministry through here, and then I have a teen ministry. And as kids go to Duluth um, for college and come back, they're like, oh, I always tell him I'm from Rochester, and he's like, do you know St. James Coffee?" Mm-hmm. So even if he hasn't been here in a while, he's still it's still in his heart, and he's still, he still encourages the kids to come here, which is a very good sign, I think.
1: You just mentioned young adult ministry, and maybe that's something that we can note before we go to break here is that um – your St. James is not a parish.
0: No, not at all. And
1: doesn't try to be. Uh, I think we've we've kind of battled that line a little bit uh, over the Community years. Community versus
0: parish, yeah. We
1: want to be a support to the parishes and have found that this is a kind of a rallying point, a rallying place for various Catholic ministries including young adults, you know, maybe in, in particular young adults. Mm-hmm. Um, Because they feel like it's home.
0: They do. And they um, have time to volunteer barista Mm. for me. So they'll come in and they will help me run the mission. And then um, they will also spend their time in here. And it's a great place for them to meet with their friends. In today's world, there's not a whole lot of places you can feel like you're in a safe environment where you can talk about faith. Yeah. And feel like um, the world, the, the... the secular views of the world that are kind of invading everything are not invading these walls, which is a beautiful thing.
1: Yep. There's always room for growth, but I think the parishes have seen a lot of fruit from people being involved here and then getting involved in their parishes.
0: Yes. All right, so um, we are ready for break. Uh, we will be back in a couple minutes. Uh, more with Zach Rawson and Melissa Scatio talking about St. James Coffee and the fundraiser we have coming up on February 9th.
2: Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Searching for more great Catholic content? Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com. Find Catholic news you can trust, information about events coming up in the local area, and the latest on what's happening at the RPR Network. And don't forget that you can listen to any of our stations around the clock from anywhere in the world. Need prayers for someone or something in your life? You can submit those through our online form for the entire family to pray for. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. Online at realpresenceradio.com. This is Lavinia Spirito
0: for Catholic Web Bible Study. The Gospel records in Luke chapter 4 that at the beginning of his public ministry, Jesus preaches in his hometown of Nazareth and stuns, absolutely stuns, his relatives and neighbors by his authoritative preaching. The good people of Nazareth are so taken aback that they wind up trying to throw him off a cliff and stone him. Even Jesus' capacity to perform signs and wonders was limited by the suspicions and hostile expectations of Nazareth. Not
2: much of reception from the people who should have known him best. Now think about this. If this happened to Jesus, how much more will it happen to us as we faithfully follow in his footsteps as disciples? Do not be discouraged by sarcasm, hostility, or even persecution by family and friends. The Lord will sustain you in your Christian life, even amid persecution.
3: Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power,
2: purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. For centuries, healthcare has been central to the healing ministry of the Church. Today's technologies offer exciting possibilities, but also serious moral questions. More than ever, we need healthcare leaders who serve with integrity and conviction. The University of Mary answers the call to prepare leaders anchored in moral courage in a breathtaking range of programs from bioethics to nursing. Visit Catholicprofessional.life. you're listening to real presence live now back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area heard right here on the rpr network
0: Ah, uh, welcome back to st james coffee in rochester minnesota Ah. Uh, we are halfway through our segment with Zach Rawson, who is now, what is your new title? I can't remember.
1: The director, I can't remember either. Director <laughs> of <laughs> it's so Youth new. Ministry and Faith Formation for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester.
0: So, Zach has a big job. A mouthful. Yes, it is a mouthful. I'll just keep calling you Zach. That'll yeah, be, that's fine. That's that, that, that'll be fine. Um, and we are here broadcasting live from St. James Coffee, uh, the nonprofit Catholic coffee shop that we have in Rochester. Um, such a gift um, that we have and Zach mentioned earlier, um, if, if you just tuned in, that we don't make any money. <laughs> I don't make very much money. Um, we, we actually fundraise to help keep the doors open. We, we try really hard to keep prices low. Most people are kind of shocked at how low the prices still are because everyone else with inflation have raised prices. Um, we are in a uh, financially challenged neighborhood, we could say. And we want people to make sure they feel like they can still come in and have have a cup of coffee and feel kind of human. And we also like uh, there's a special secret kids menu where moms can come in and get some really, really cheap drinks so that they can actually bring their kids in here and have a cup of coffee and sit and relax. So we, we try to do a lot of things um, without a lot of money. So we actually have a yearly fundraiser that we call the brew haha. That is coming up on February 9th because yeah, we really, uh, the overhead for running a business is astronomical. Like, Zach, do you remember, like, startup costs for even just starting, how much money was fundraised?
1: I think it was it was definitely over $500,000. So it like, might have been close to a million.
0: So, yeah, just to even open the doors, that much money was fundraised. Equipment is expensive. Um, just like the space, like Zach was talking about how large our space is. And, I mean, it's not, like, in my mind. I wish it was bigger so we could oh, fit yeah. more people in here and, like, have meeting spaces and stuff. Mm-hmm. But our rent is just $3,000 a month. That's a lot of cups of coffee. Yeah. Like, you can get a mug of coffee for $2.86. And then we'll even give you a discount if you have a mug. And we do free refills because we want people to stay and be in the presence of Jesus as long as possible. So, yeah, $3,000 divided by $3, basically a cup of coffee. Is, have you ever done the math? I it, It's it, it's kind of... um.
1: I just it's it's kind of
0: depressing. So no, <laughs> you did the math. How many how many cups well, of coffee just well, for the rent?
1: Forty dollars a day, or forty cups a day, mm-hmm. would cover the rent. Just the rent. Oh, about about I mean, the rent, yeah. Ish.
0: Yeah, and then there's the lights and the water and um, the internet because we need internet so that people can stay in here and do their work. Um, just having product on the shelves. It's amazing how much it actually how much money sits in inventory that you can actually touch. Um, just broadcasting um, music over the radio, there are three separate music licenses you have to have to stream music for the people to be able to listen to. And I just paid all of those, and they all went up, and it was $1,400 for all three of those. So there are, there are just so many um, expenses you don't even begin to think about until you actually are running a business. Like, I have to pay $40 for the county to come to just, um, to come in and do an audit to make the sure that, man. yes, yes,
1: the man, the man, man. Yeah.
0: So I pay, I pay, man, a, man. I pay a hospitality fee so that I can host, um, the, the inspector to come in. <laughs> so there are, it's just, it's, it's almost astronomical. It's when people come in and they're like, I would love to start one of these. And I just look at them and I'm like, I don't think you do. Well, you might want to, but, um, the, the uh, logistics of actually starting are so much higher than anyone can possibly imagine. So I like to tell people the Holy Spirit literally keeps the doors open on this place. I think it opens the doors, and it keeps them open.
1: Yeah. You and I have never talked about this, but as you're, you're explaining, you know, those different costs and everything and how people come in, and I, I used to get calls, you know, how do we do this? In, oh, yeah, all the time, In yeah. our diocese. And, um, I think when, early on that was a dream right that that we would bring saint james all over the united states and mm-hmm. it would be a model for evangelization like focus you know fellowship of catholic university students mm-hmm. uh, life team whatever whatever it is um, which could still be the the case someday maybe someday but uh god has his way of of figuring out how to get his will done mm-hmm. and i've come to be okay with and think i, I think i have a better understanding that God's will it, it, or at least he's telling me, like focus here, yeah, <laughs> like this is what I've given you right now. We want you to do my will here, right and and, and serve the people of Rochester, Greater Rochester area, the diocese of went on Rochester, all visitors who come here, um, and really, really introduce them to him mm-hmm. and his heart and bring them closer to his heart.
0: And that's something I, I just went on the Camino de Santiago, which I'll probably talk about next show when we're live here. But one of the big things that I brought home was, like, relationship with people is really the most important yeah. thing. And you can really only influence the people in your direct vicinity. Mm. And, like, if I just love the people authentically around me, Hopefully, they will do the same. And, like, the ripple effect from that would be incredible. Like, it would change the world if everyone just loved everyone that was around them correctly.
1: Yeah. God is definitely blessed. Us, bless St. James. We're still here after. No, oh, it's been 13, almost 11, 11, 11 years. years. Okay.
0: We survived COVID, which was shocking. Like mm-hmm. there was there was real danger um during COVID that we would go under. And in the right in the beginning too. Like wasn't like three months after they opened. Yeah. They fundraised enough money to open but they didn't fundraise any working capital. And mm-hmm. they, they discovered very quickly uh, small businesses don't make money for years. And, I mean, we're still not making money after 11 years. And so um, a very generous donor stepped in with a substantial um, monetary infusion and made it so that it didn't have to close down after a few months. And that has happened one other time in, in the 11 years as well. So three times the Holy Spirit has moved someone's heart to um, help keep this place open, which is a really a beautiful thing.
1: Yeah. And I think God will continue to bless W- what happens here in, in a um, the bringing the right people mm-hmm. um, as long as we stay focused on the mission mm-hmm. until that's not our mission anymore, and then he'll show us what else to do yeah, yeah,
0: and that's like i could it's it's really interesting because all of the the volunteer baristas like i'm the only paid employee, everyone else volunteers their time, so if I don't have volunteers, I don't have one minute off, and I'm here open to close all week, but that's not the mission um We want the volunteers to be in here interacting. Um, with customers as well. And I can teach anyone how to make coffee, mm-hmm. but I can't teach people to love people. Mm-hmm. Like that is like the interactions with the actual them. people is uh, much more important than the actual uh, functioning of like what you actually do as a barista.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it may like right now, like we've got Becky back there. Um, Becky was really, really nervous about being able to do it. And I'm like, yeah, but Becky, you're good with people. Like when people come in, they know you're a volunteer. And as long as they feel loved when they leave here, like they were welcome and that they want to come back, it doesn't even matter if you hand them the wrong drink or you make it wrong. You just smile and remake it. Like, there's no no pressure to be perfect here because people, um, they come here for that. They come here because it is not the typical coffee shop where you're just in and out and you, you can expect perfection in your cup. Um. My standards are a little different because people know I do this for my job. So they can expect perfection from me. That's fine. But um, people are really, really gracious with the volunteers. And they they often will just thank them. Mm-hmm. If they understand what we are, they'll just be like, thank you for volunteering your time. Be- and a lot of them will be like, I really want to at some point. But it's just not working out in their life right now. So we have an active volunteer force. I probably have like somewhere between 20 and 25 people that can cover shifts for me right now, which is... Which is fantastic. I'm very excited about how many people I have at my disposal um, that are willing to come in and help with the mission.
1: It's been a great place for people, volunteers to serve others. Oh, yes. And then to learn how to evangelize Mm -hmm. and then practice evangelization in maybe a a little bit of a comfortable environment before you got to your workplace, which may be a little hostile, or the rest of the world, your school, whatever whatever you, you might be which may be a little bit more hostile or, or difficult to evangelize.
0: Yeah, because it's like, how do you live your faith in your everyday life? I cheat because <laughs> I get to come to a place wow. where Jesus literally is and people are coming mm-hmm. um, to, to be in here in this environment. But I did used to work somewhere else. I used to work in the secular world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really a struggle to be like, how do I... How do I love people without even ever mentioning Jesus? Like how, what does that look like? So this is a great place for people to come in and almost, you could say, practice mm-hmm. um, what it looks like relationally to, to do that in their everyday life.
1: And your next guest host in the next ses- segment is going to be a great, um, great a conversation yes. about some of the things that kind of happen here at St. James.
0: Yeah, that is exciting. So please don't leave uh, yeah. at the break because um, we're going to come back with something that is going to be pretty exciting. But I suppose we should mention um, the brouhaha coming up uh, fundraising wise. Uh, we basically fundraise my salary and a little bit more. So we look to make like somewhere between like thirty dollars and $50,000 um, at this big fundraising event that we have. Um, if you are in the area or you're interested or you would just like to support Saint James Coffee, it will be Friday, Friday night, starting at five o'clock, February ninth. There is um somef- a place called the Empire Event Center here in Rochester. Um and uh yeah, I will talk about it a little bit in the next segment too. Um, because actually uh the the guest coming on is going to be part of our, our speaking trio, um, that includes Bishop Barron. What? But um I How know did you get in? I know, it's so exciting, he's so busy. But um but I just, I wanted to cover a little bit, uh, the diocese is going to send a bunch of youth on the March for Life, and one of the things St. James likes to do is, not. this is not just a parish support, we're actually like a community support too. So um, if you'd like to talk a little bit about that, we, we partnered, St. James partnered with the diocese um, to help raise money to send kids to the March for Life.
1: Well, yeah, that, that's one of the other beautiful things about St. James is is we have a group of, of students and adults going on the march, 47 people total uh, from the diocese here. Who, who, you know, a trip like that can cost four, five, six hundred dollars 500 $600, uh, which is hard for families, right? And they need a place to fundraise. St. James is a great place to do that. Mm-hmm. We were able to get kids here um, in There's front of people talking about the March for Life, mm-hmm. talking about why they want to go. St. James offered to give us the profits of uh, a single day of, of, of sales, being open. Yeah. Sales, mm-hmm. yeah. During the Christmas season, which is great. We also got the tips for the whole month. You put a tip jar out, labeled. People put money in there,
0: and just donations in general. They yeah. just would give me money and say, "Here, put this towards the kids."
1: Right. We put profiles up of the kids. And just a great way to expose that kind of activity. You know, that mm-hmm. kind of trip that those, those kids to the greater community and let them know. Let them, for lack of a better word, love on them, bless them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just a beautiful. Uh, aspect of what st james coffee has been able has has meant to this community
0: yeah and it's it's beautiful because in october catholic charities called me and they were like our shelves are empty we've lost our funding for diapers we ran we ran a three-week diaper drive i did all the tips for the month and gave that to them as well the next month after that um we did the tip jar for the entire month went to birthright because it was october the right for life month and then Um, our homeless day shelter for november we did everything there too so like we're very integrated into the community as well as just like the the parishes um but it is time for our break halfway through the show so please stay tuned uh we'll be back with brandon hendrickson who is a very very special guest that's going to talk about um effective evangelization techniques when you are not a christian so stay tuned
2: live engaging and local Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. The American Academy of
0: Optometry recommends that all children receive eye exams every two years, beginning at six months old. As one of North Dakota's only fellowship-certified pediatric optometrists, it is my mission to ensure that children are screened for preventable eye conditions like lazy eyes, cataracts, and eye turns. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for children and adults, and you don't need vision insurance to book an appointment. You can schedule your appointment online at www.lumen.vision. Vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio.
3: Hi, I'm Father Chris Aylar. In this world of suffering and pain today, we've all experienced some kind of loss, especially the death of a loved one. There's an opportunity for us to still help them, however, and I invite you to please visit our website, suicideandhope.com. If you have lost someone tragically, please enter their name. You do not have to put their full name, you can put initials or a first name or even a nickname. But I will personally pray for each and every person whose name is entered onto that website in memorial. I will also say a mass every month for these people, imploring God's mercy upon the salvation of their soul. So there is no obligation, there is no cost. All we ask is that you bring your heart and the love that you have for your loved one to our site List them there and allow us to pray for them. Again, suicideandhope.com. Did you know you can listen to Real Presence Live anytime on any podcast platform? Just search for Real Presence Radio on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and on the Real Presence Radio website. Then subscribe so you don't miss any future shows. If you like what you hear, give us a good rating so other people can find us as well. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope.